Welcome to First 15, and thanks for giving your first 15 minutes of the day to God and responding to Him personally. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. I encourage you to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on iTunes. You can also watch us on YouTube. You can download each episode on your favorite provider so you don't miss a single one. Share it with a friend so they can start their day right too. I invite you to subscribe to our channel. Today we continue our journey with Jesus in Matthew 2 and we will focus on worship. On verse 15, you listen to God's word, engage it, and meditate on a personal level, and then pray your response back to God. The intent is to apply the truth of God's message beyond these first 15 minutes in the rest of your life. You can download the four-step process from episode one at podcast.wordofprayer.com. You can also get a help sheet there or in the show notes for the four-step process that you can keep close. In the previous season, we demonstrated that all parts of Scripture are useful for hearing God speak meditating, and responding to him in prayer. For season two, we're using Matthew's gospel to guide us as we listen to God and respond to him. We're going to continue the story today in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 6, a section that I call, Worship the True King. Let me read it to you now. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea at the time of King Herod. That's when Magi from the east showed up in Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was upset, and all Jerusalem with him. He called together all the chief priests and teachers of the Jewish people, and he questioned them about where the Messiah was to be born. They said, In Bethlehem, in Judea, for this is what the prophet has written. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Let's engage and reflect on this together. Bethlehem was just a short distance south of Jerusalem, a little further than five miles, not quite nine kilometers. Jesus was born in Bethlehem during King Herod's reign. Herod was a great builder and a loyal ally of the Romans, who were the people really in charge. His building projects reflected his desire for greatness and the shadows that they cast also, in a way, symbolized the great paranoia that he had about being unseated as king. So then we have Magi, who came from the east to Jerusalem. They were a mix of scholar, mystic, and astronomer all in one. Their journey to find the king, to me, is humbling. Directly east of Jerusalem is a wilderness, and then there's a vast desert. And beyond the desert, further east, is a plain where Babylon was. Babylonia, home of the stargazers and those who consult zodiac signs. The Magi traveled a long way in search of this mysterious king that they had learned about through their magic arts. 
Where is the one born the king of the Jews? They asked. We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. King Herod, of course, was disturbed. He called his own experts, the chief priests and the teachers of the Jewish law, and he asked them, where is the Christ, the king, promised by Jewish prophecy? Where is he supposed to be born? Well, Bethlehem in Judea, as the prophet said in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Among the many rulers that the Jews had seen, a ruler who would be the shepherd of my people Israel was coming. And Herod knew that he was not that shepherd. He didn't fit that prophecy. Herod held on to his reign fearfully, using terror and intimidation to rule. The Magi, unknowingly, unsettle him completely, showing up to worship the one born king of the Jews. If there's a new one born to be king, then Herod's reign was threatened. At least that's what he felt. And so Herod represents worldly power. No matter how strong or terrible, it is unsettled by spiritual authority or spontaneous worship. When sacrificial acts of devotion are given without looking for something in return or a favor, worldly power is suspicious. And that is what the Magi bring as they come to worship the baby born to be king. Whether you're close or far from Jesus, religious, suspicious, superstitious, or just curious, the distance isn't what matters. The Magi cross deserts and nations in search of the king. King Herod wouldn't even travel six miles to see the baby. What are you willing to do to journey with Jesus yourself? Let's pray. God, you are the true king, the real ruler of the world, and also of the heart. Rule in me, reign over me, shepherd, and lead me so I can serve you worthily. I worship you, Emmanuel, king of heaven, Yeshua, Messiah. I worship you. Let your will be done in me today, from morning tonight. Draw me to you so I also can worship and not war against you. Amen. To apply this to our life, praying this prayer, I realize, can be difficult for some, especially if you aren't religious or strong in your faith. Or maybe you are strong in your faith, but don't identify yourself as a Christian. Either way, on this journey, we are making an authentic pilgrimage, just as if we were actually standing in Bethlehem today among pilgrims surrounded by Palestinians who live in this bustling town. And if you cannot bring yourself to worship, then at least imagine the spirituality and devotion of those who still journey to Bethlehem every year, every day, in fact in order to get closer to the story and the person of Jesus. Let me urge you to take a concrete action that arises from what you have read or heard and that we've prayed. 
make it practical and dedicate it to God. My prayer is that this has been helpful to you. And if it has, share it with someone else and subscribe or follow us. Also, let us hear from you. Leave a comment or a rating. Today's episode is brought to you by Journey with Jesus, praying your way through Matthew's Gospel, which you can find on Amazon or link to it in the show notes. Until next time, keep listening to God's Word.